from in and around the Capital Region on the Alive Radio Network. This is The Matter at Hand. I'm Alicia Purdy. When you drive past some vanilla church in your neighborhood, whether it's Southern Baptist or E-Free, and they've got some cutesy sign that says that prayer is like emailing God, or this is what they actually believe and are not saying it is. It doesn't matter that they have food drives in the winter or put out bouncy houses for local kids in the summertime. Their God is so insecure, he needs everyone to love him, and his top idea to make that happen is the threat of torture. Folks, your God needs a therapist. The confluence of Christ and culture is quickly approaching a tipping point as a new movement against traditional forms of Christianity has begun to invade the church and create a culture of its own, giving rise to a new trend and a new term that sums it up, ex-evangelical. The term, which has grown into a hashtag, a series of podcasts, and an entire sub-community brings together people who seemingly want to be identified by what they are not. The popular phrase for this phenomenon is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is the great falling away, described by the Apostle Paul in his second letter to the church at Thessalonica. While some ex-evangelicals still claim to follow Jesus Christ, they have largely broken away from mainline Christianity into a new wave of believers who adhere to an idea known as the universal Christ. A broadly defined, ambiguous belief system that may or may not include the belief in the Bible as divinely inspired may or may not believe Jesus is the only way to the Father and may or may not include the support of a number of other beliefs that are well outside of traditionally Christian perspectives, including support for abortion, left-leaning policies on LGBTQ rights, and an embracing of all religions as part of a larger self-improvement journey in which each faith perspective is as accurate as any other and embraced equally. Other ex-evangelical deconstructionists have completely abandoned any semblance of faith, opting instead for an atheistic frame of mind in which God simply does not exist, and man's life is without divine purpose before returning into nothingness after death. The ex-evangelical identity movement has created a common bond between people who feel they've escaped a particular type of religious trauma heaped upon them by the conservative evangelical Christian church. In the past five years alone, a number of very famous Christians have publicly distanced themselves from their churches, their ministries, their marriages, and even their belief in God. Most recently, Kevin Max, who was most well-known for his years spent with the popular Christian band DC Talk, stirred up controversy after he identified himself as an ex-evangelical, leading many to think he had departed from the faith. I believe in, in a God of the universe, and I believe that he can hear me. If I believe that, then I truly believe that he cares about my progression and, and asking questions and wanting to know uh, what is real and what isn't real. I don't think the God that I believe in is going to just all of a sudden ignore me me because I don't believe every single thing that's written down somewhere. On social media, Max said he had been deconstructing his faith for decades and that he now follows the universal Christ, although he did not specify what that meant to him. He did say he described himself as anti-war, pro-peace, anti-hate, pro-live, pro-LGBTQIA, pro-BLM, pro-open-mindedness, anti-narrow-mindedness, pro-utopia, anti-white nationalist agenda, pro-equality, pro-vax, pro-music, anti-one-percenters, pro-poor, pro-misfit, pro-Jesus. What's going on inside of me? I despise my own 
Marty Sampson, one of the most well-known songwriters within the Hillsong Church, publicly announced that his faith was on shaky ground. Sampson, who has been writing worship music with Hillsong since 1998, has written such well-known songs as Here I Am to Worship, I Am Who You Say I Am, Oh Praise the Name, At the Cross, and Mighty to Save. Yet amid a crisis in which he says he could not find answers to the suffering in the world, Sampson caused a tremendous wave of concern when he announced he was no longer a Christian at all. Author Joshua Harris skyrocketed to fame in the 1990s after he wrote his book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, in which Harris advocated for a marriage-minded relationship between men and women, who he said must remain completely chaste before marriage and only build a relationship in which marriage is the goal right from the beginning. At the time, Harris was seen as one of the most famous promoters of Christian purity culture, which influenced a young generation of believers for decades. Yet two years ago, he apologized for what he said was the harmful theology he had preached in the past. He then canceled the publishing of his book, which sold over 1.2 million copies. In a statement, Harris said, quote, I no longer agree with the book's central idea that dating should be avoided. I now think dating can be a healthy part of a person developing relationally and learning the qualities that matter most in the partner. Subsequently, Harris and his wife of 21 years divorced. In a response to the deconstruction and departure announcements of Harris and Sampson, Franklin Graham accused the men of pulling publicity stunts and trying to draw other Christians away from the Bible's teachings, questioning their motives for making their announcement so public. Shame on them, Graham said, adding that they would stand before God one day and give an account to him for their words. Others, however, were quick to defend the public departures of Harris and Sampson from Christianity, saying that wrestling with doubt was an important part of spiritual growth. In fact, Jonathan Martin, an evangelical pastor from Oklahoma, chastised Franklin Graham for his harsh words about Christians who wrestle with doubt, saying he found it astonishing there were still people who think disillusioned, disenchanted children of the church who walk away are somehow the problem, as if there is anything like a great falling away. And he said he was tired of hearing people berate their kids for leaving a faith system that was shoved upon them and already rotting and full of maggots. This year, researchers from American Worldview Inventory 2021 at Arizona Christian University found that among other recent generations, millennials have gone further in cutting ties with traditional Christian views and normative biblical teachings. The study also found that overall, younger Americans are significantly more likely than the two previous generations to embrace horoscopes as a guide and karma as a life principle, to see getting even with others as defensible, to accept evolution over creation, and to view owning property as fostering economic injustice. More and more people publicly walk away from the Christian faith. Author and pastor Francis Chan says that pastors and elders must urge their congregations to have deep personal encounters with God and bring sacredness and reverence back into worship. According to Chan, pastors have to make sure they are leading people to have an encounter with the Lord and that their fear of God is not just a commandment that was taught to them. Recent survey data released by Gallup found that one in six Gen Z adults identify as LGBT the highest percentage of any generation in history, and that number is likely to continue to increase. Abraham Piper is not a name known in most Christian circles. However, he has amassed millions of followers on TikTok, where he regularly criticizes, mocks, and deconstructs the evangelical faith from which he has departed. The problem? He's the son of the well-respected theologian, pastor, and author John Piper, founder of the devotional teaching website DesiringGod.org, who reached millions each day with the message of the gospel. Abraham was excommunicated from his father's church at age 19 for rebellious behavior. 
Four years later, however, Piper returned to the faith and was welcomed back at his father's church in what was described as a restoration service. However, at some point after that, Abraham Piper departed again, this time apparently for good. And he's made it his mission to educate others, especially youth, on their right to depart from their parents' faith and the importance of asking questions that may lead to the belief that God simply does not exist. I want to say something quickly to a very small subset of my audience, namely young people who still live with their evangelical parents but find themselves doubting the faith that they were raised in. It is not disrespectful for you to disagree with your parents. Don't let anyone make you feel bad for following your own curiosity instead of their lack of curiosity. That's manipulative. Sure, it might be hurtful that you're on your own path, but that's on them. If someone's offended that you're thinking for yourself, that's only their responsibility. If you're kind and fair, but also take ownership of your own mind and follow your own thoughts, even if they lead away from your parents' religion, that's not rebellious. You can't change how they're gonna respond or react, but you can know inside yourself that you're all right. Yet while some work to deconstruct all faith entirely using public platforms to express their doubts about Christianity, and a number of prominent Christian figures are going public with their questions, confusion, and pain, announcing their departure from the faith to the world, Others are pushing back, saying that people of faith don't have to be swayed by someone else's personal struggle with doubt. In fact, a large part of the problem, according to defenders of the faith, is the idol worship of those prominent Christian figures and other faith leaders, whom people put on a pedestal and look to more than they bother to look to Jesus Christ. John Cooper, the lead singer for the Christian band Skillet, went public with his own opinions about the latest trend of deconstruction and abandoning Bible-based, Christ-centered Christian faith, asking, what is happening to Christianity? In a lengthy post on social media, Cooper wrote that more and more of our outspoken leaders or influencers who were once faces of the faith are falling away and at the same time being very vocal and bold about it. Shockingly, he says, they still want to influence others and for what purpose as they announce that they are leaving the faith. They weren't just saying, guys, I'm going a different path. I'm sorry. I know I've been, I've led you this way. I'm sorry. And I'm going away for a while. No, no, no. They, they can't just do that. They have to say, I'm going a different path. Here's the reason Christianity is dumb. God is, you know, is it really good? Science is real. It disproves God. Plus it's mean. Plus this. Blah, 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 blah. And all these people are following them. You are publicly dishonoring the holy name of God. Mm. You've been a Christian for two decades and you've never entertained the question how a good God could also demand justice. His holiness could demand a punishment for sin. It just angered me. I finally mm -hmm. got furious like, all right, if you're going to publicly dishonor God, then I'm going to publicly just say, are you really that dumb? You've never considered those questions before you went into ministry 30 years ago? According to Barner Research, the most recent data of the Albany, Schenectady, Troy area shows that it is one of the top 10 of America's most post-Christian cities, with 56% of the population identifying as having a lack of Christian identity at all, no belief or practice, saying they do not believe in God, identify as atheist or agnostic, and disagree that faith is important in their lives. The poll was assembled from a range of people of all faiths, including Christians and former Christians in the area. Additionally, the Northeast is America's least Christian region. According to the findings, the most post-Christian cities in the Northeast are Albany, Burlington, Vermont, Portland, Maine, Providence, Rhode Island, and Hartford, Connecticut. The San Francisco Bay Area is America's most post-Christian big city, and New York is the nation's most post-Christian state, with four of the most post-Christian cities in it. New York City at 51%, Buffalo at 52%, 
Plattsburgh at 60%, and Albany's Connected Detroit, all in the top 10 cities in the state, classified as post-Christian. Another Empire State City, Syracuse, made it into the top 20 with 48% of its population classified as post-Christian. Will the continued deconstruction, or as Paul called it, the great falling away, wreak havoc on true believers, pulling them away from their faith in Christ, weakening their commitment or choking them out with the cares of the world, infecting them with vain philosophies and deceptions or overwhelming them with doubt and fear? Skillet's John Cooper says if the people of God are going to be able to move forward and continue to grow stronger in their faith as the world seeks to deconstruct it, Christians must stop making worship leaders, thought leaders, influencers, cool people, relevant people, or anyone else other than Jesus Christ, the most influential people in Christendom. Examining the issues that pertain to the people of God, this is the matter at hand. From in and around the Capital Region, on the Alive Radio Network, I'm Alicia Purdy.